Aloha guys, this is Jason from Hawaii. I'm here at the amazing Comic-Con Aloha and this is the third and final day of the show. And with me, I'm going to be interviewing famous artist Freddie Williams II. Freddie, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much Jason and I'm, I'm really happy to be on. Thanks. <laughs> no, thank you very much. Um, now, I'm going to mention to our listeners, basically, this interview, we're just going to have fun with this interview. Um, for a little bit more in-depth interview that you've, you've done an in-depth interview, um, our listeners can go to the He-Man.org Roast Gobble Dinner, episode 188. And that came out just a couple weeks ago. And because I listened to the interview, it was a great interview. Great, thanks. Yes, no, no, yeah. Um, what a so, title, isn't it? That's a really long title that you just said, but you, you said it flawlessly, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it, it, especially after the third day of the convention. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> All right. So, before I start asking questions, I want to. Um, I'm going to ask you something. If Marvel and DC want to do another company crossover event, and they say they want to do Conan, He-Man, out of continuity, would you be interested in doing it? Oh, infinitely so. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to ask, can you explain to the listeners why you're interested in doing it? Oh, uh, I think, I mean, on a personal level, it's like I got interested in these things whenever I was at a time in my life where everything you get interested in basically sticks with you for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. um, also, like my older cousin introduced me to Conan and how awesome he was um, very early. And then, and then He-Man came out shortly after that. So it would have been like third and fourth grade for me. Um, and it would just be awesome to see uh, the sort of like, uh, the darkness of Conan, the sort of like a straight face Conan with this G golly version of a man who's actually, you know, of He-Man standing next to him. Um, I don't know. It would just be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the only, the only reason why I did that, I suggested that crossover is because if I remember correctly, you drew Conan for Dark Horse. Was that correct? Yeah, I did a I did an eight page short story for him. Yeah. And then, of course, you've done um, the crossover event with... Um, the Injustice, Gods Among Us, and He-Man uh, miniseries. Yes, yeah. And, and on a side note, the Conan stuff is really what led me. The Conan sequential work that I did was the first time I drew full sequential pages in my ink wash style. And then that's the style since then that I've done Batman Ninja Turtles, He-Man Thundercats, and Injustice versus Masters of the Universe in. So it was like Conan was kind of like my introduction into that world. So it does kind of all fit in that space in my brain. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. Again, this little comic book fantasy, you're selected to be the artist. Who would you like to write that miniseries? My first choice would be probably Tim Seeley. Uh, Tim Seeley is the one who wrote Injustice versus Master of the Universe, and we connected pretty well. He's just a great writer. He's a really nice guy, too. So uh, I think probably him. Yeah, but there'd be like a, probably dozens of writers trying to clamor for that, for that job, you know? Uh, but probably Tim, yeah. Okay, all right. Now I'm going to continue on because... I know it's kind of a little bit winding down. Um, I know you're a Star Trek The Next Generation fan. What do you like about the series? Um, all right, so the first thing is I, I Captain Picard is like a father figure to me. Um, so I grew up without a father. So characters like 
He-Man, yeah. Superman, and then Captain Picard are all like my role models of what masculinity could be or should be um, about being reasonable and willing to negotiate, but you're still powerful, but it doesn't have to be a I punch you in the face type power. Yeah. Uh, but aside from that, it's just well acted. I think it looks great. Um, I love Data. I love Jordy. Uh, I don't know. I just love the show. Have you met any of the actors at any of the other conventions? Nope, not yet. Yeah, I mean, I've been at I've been at several shows and Planet Comic Con, our local show in Kansas. Um, they have they tend to have a lot of the TNG cast come out there. Uh, oh, you know what? I lied. I I briefly met Will Wheaton. Uh, I was so, but the, it was just in the back of a car, and I maybe said three words to him. So I guess technically I have met because I met you know, uh, basically I was riding with Kevin Eastman. Uh, co-creator of the Ninja Turtles and so Kevin was sitting in the front and then me and Will Wheaton were sitting in the back of this car and we were just listening to uh, to Kevin Eastman chat because he's really funny so that was about it <laughs> um, if you ever uh, okay then I'm so, I know we're going a little bit sidetracked um, favorite which actor would you like to meet at the convention from the next generation cast yeah I guess Patrick Stewart I mean you know it uh, it might be weird because he wouldn't be Captain Picard, in quotes, but probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, Brent Spiner, maybe, who's Data. Yeah, maybe those, one of those two guys, yeah. Yeah, Brent Spiner's pretty cool. I know Jimmy and Jay brought most of the Next Generation cast down here a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. They were awesome. Yeah. They were really awesome. Did you awesome. get to meet them? Did you get to chat with them? Yes, um, Brent Spiner was really cool. Yeah. He was really He's cool. To th- yes, he yeah. is. Marina Sirtis, she's hilarious, too. She's really? great. Yeah, and she's beautiful, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, um, are you are you guys watching the Picard series? We just started watching it, actually, yeah. Um, I've only seen two episodes so far. Don't worry, I only saw one episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to continue on. I know you're a big um, horror movie fan, correct? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Now, what are your top two favorite horror movies? Oh, um, probably Return of the Living Dead, and then, jeez, um, it's so hard to choose. Uh, but I get excited every time Return of the Living Dead comes on. Probably The Thing, The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing. Would that qualify as a horror film? Yeah, that those two movies changed my life. They warped my little kid brain when I saw them. <laughs> uh, so both, yeah, Return of the Living Dead and The Thing. No, but those are such cla- they're such yeah. classics. They are. Oh yeah, especially John Carpenter's the thing. Yes. yes. Yeah. I almost said I almost said um, uh, Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead is my favorite of the Dead. Uh, you know the Romero of the Dead movies, um, and that uh, has grown on me over time. It was not my favorite at the beginning, but but I, I had to like think broader, like of all horror movies. So that's why I said the thing after that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Do you want to play a little game? Sure. All right. So, um, it's one of those multiple. It's one of those either or. Okay. Star Trek or Star Wars? Uh, Star Trek. Um, Halloween 2018 or Halloween 1978? The movie. 1978. I mean, but 2018 is actually a really good film, and we and Kiki and uh, my wife Kiki, who you cannot see because this is audio, uh, who's sitting next to me. We love both of the films, but 1978 for sure. We we make it a tradition every year, uh, even the year that we flew uh, every year on Halloween, even the year we had gone to Paris uh, Comic Con Paris, and we flew back on Halloween on the, on October 31st. We came home. We had 
there were it was already like 11 or something we were all jet lagged from just getting back from from france and we still watched halloween 1978 and we were both uh, just slightly nodding off because it was uh, such a long flight but we have to watch it and we love it we watch it even when it's not halloween you know day we still watch it That's pretty cool <laughs> all right last question you have to get the answer correct okay poi or spam <laughs> Um, I've eaten more of Spam, but I like Poi more. So uh, back a few, maybe 2014 or something uh, in Australia, uh, we started doing some conventions there. And a good friend of ours, John Samariva, who knew all the the good places to eat and stuff, he took us to uh, a great Japanese restaurant that's uh, there in Sydney. And uh, they had some uh, taro uh, ice cream, I guess is what it would be called. But uh, it's it's a dish I couldn't possibly remember the name of, but I just remember I loved it. And uh, since then, every time that we eat poi, Kiki, my wife, will say, um, that's the same stuff we had in Sydney uh, that you like, the purple one, remember? And uh, so that's how I associate it is, is the purple one from Sydney, you know. <laughs> Freddie, I'm sorry, that's the wrong answer. Uh-oh. The correct answer is spam. I'm sorry, you guys lost your free trip to Maui. with all expenses paid. But as a consolation, you guys get 100% pure Kona coffee. Oh my gosh, my Kiki was talking about buying some of this. I'm not even joking. This is actually a great I, I prefer this gift and I thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> no, no Freddie, just thank you for your time. Um convention appearances. Yes. Please tell us your convention appearance. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got a lot that are back to back. Kiki's over here smelling that coffee. She's loving it. We love coffee. But um yes, yeah, so uh, right after we leave here uh, so Honolulu, then I go to uh, Lubbock, Texas. It'll be my first time at that show, Lubbock, Texas, which is the last day of February, so February 29th because it's a leap year, and uh, March 1st. And then right after that, we fly to Australia, and we have two shows back-to-back, one in Melbourne, and then the next week in Gold Coast. Then we fly back to back to Kansas. Our home, our local show uh, is called Planet Comic Con, which is uh, March the 20th and 21st and 2nd or something. Um, then we have a little bit of a break, and then the next show is MegaCon in Florida, and that's April the 16th and 17th or something like that. And then, uh, oh my God. I can't because there's a couple that I've already agreed to, but I don't know if they've announced me. So a few others, but but that'll give you enough. Uh, my my website is freddyart.com. I have a section that says con schedule, and that's the, a great way just to find out which one that I'm going to be at. And then also too, yeah. Um, where can people find you? Follow you on social media. Uh, my handle is freddyart. So at freddyart on Instagram, on Twitter, and on uh, Facebook. It just at freddyart, all one word. And Freddie is spelled F R E D D I E. Okay. All right. Um couple more questions yes what was your favorite convention moment was it if it was meeting a creator um an actor or anything like that uh at any show ever probably when uh in 2005 at san diego comic-con uh that's whenever my portfolio got selected for a portfolio review with dc comics and uh, an art director there gave me a really positive review. I mean, of course, he had stuff that I needed to work on, of course. But but uh, a couple months after that, I got hired with uh, DC Comics and have worked with them ever since. So uh, 2005 San Diego Comic-Con cha- changed my life, definitely. Um, a close second to that probably would be um, the following year. I was doing a sign, or no, maybe it was two years later. Anyway, I was at San Diego again. I was sketching. 
and I was doing like a signing session at the DC booth and Jim Lee who's one of my favorite artists he's also my boss because he's publisher at DC Comics um, like two tables away at the same booth came and sat down he was doing his sketch session and stuff and um, Kiki's aunt who we stay with out there she was standing there watching, and she, she goes, oh, my gosh, they're, like, sitting at the same table. Oh, my gosh, because she knows how much I love Jim Lee's work. And so she walked over to one of the handlers at the D.C. table, and she said, my nephew's over there sketching, and Jim Lee, which is his idol, is, is over at his table. It would just mean the world to me if you could please introduce Jim Lee to my to my nephew, Freddie. And so the next, I didn't know this. I'm sitting there sketching, and the next thing I know, Jim Lee is standing right next to me and I was like oh my god because he's like right there within arm's reach you know um, that was a really fun because it was such a sweet thing for her to do as well uh, and, and it was a, just a great way to meet Jim Lee yeah <laughs> that's pretty cool um, any last words um, to our <laughs> listeners <laughs> any last words oh my god um, yeah I mean thank you uh, the hospitality here in Honolulu and specifically at the show um, you wouldn't believe, well, maybe you would believe uh, how many people have come over and just been really friendly. They've had snacks. Yes. Uh, we're going to have snacks, extra snacks that we're actually going to take home and, and uh, share with family and friends and stuff. Um, just great recommendations, very friendly. I mean, for our first time here, it really feels like we're at home, and, and that's great. Uh, it's It's been a bucket list thing for us to get out here, and I'm really happy that we've been able to. Hopefully, we can come back, you know. Yeah. All right. And again, Freddie, where can people follow you on social media? At Freddie Art is my handle, so that's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and FreddieArt.com is my web address. Yeah. Freddie, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks for the interview. Yeah. Until next time, guys, aloha. Aloha, guys. This is Jason from Hawaii. This is the third and final day at the amazing Comic-Con Aloha, and I have a very special guest. Her name is Megan Hutchinson, and Megan has a very important message she would like to... um spread out to the listeners hi um so i am a comic book artist um and cover artist but i am also just inducted into um as a board for the hero initiative and so i wanted to talk about that because a lot of people don't actually know what we do and what we're about um so people that have heard of us think that we're only for older people that need financial help, um, mostly with like medical bills and whatnot. Thank you. Um, but we, uh, that is true, and we do do that. Um, but we also help out people, young creators as well, um, who are, you know, having problems paying rent or their kid gets really sick because uh, a lot of us don't have stable incomes you know a lot of people in the comic industry are freelance and sometimes we just fall on harder times and like especially being an artist you know if something happens you get into an accident and you hurt your hand or you get an eye infection or something and now you can't work for a couple months uh, you can come and talk to us and uh, we will do what we can to help you uh, get back on your feet um, so it's really for everybody who works in the comic industry. Um, there are some stipulations. You have to have worked in the comic industry for at least five years. Um, there, if you are interested in it, if you go on the website heroinitiative.org, it kind of spells out what it is for you. But we do take it for a case-by-case -case basis. Um, so it's, it's for everyone, young and old, anyone who works in the comic industry, if you do need help um, with kind of anything, uh, we're here to help you. 
I have just one question. What about, let's say, if there's an artist that's living in Kansas City, does his in, own independent work, has been doing comics for, let's say, seven years. Can they at least apply? Again, it is just a, we take it from case-by-case case basis. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, if they are a published artist and have been working for that long, then more likely than not, yes, they are. Um, we're going over, we're actually redoing the bylines to include web artists as well. Um, so people that make a living off of webtoons, um, just because the industry is expanding so much. So, yeah, we're working on that. But again, don't hesitate to reach out um, because, you know, if we can help, we will. And then, um, does are there like any upcoming conventions that um, going to be supporting the Hero Initiative? So, um, they do have a booth in a lot of shows. The next show that they're doing is C2E2, and they do have a couple events um, there. They're, they're hosting a drink and draw on the Thursday, and then they have a panel on the Saturday. And then, um, if you walk around uh, like Artist Alley and the, the invited creators, if you see a bucket on their table that has the Green Hero Initiative logo, just drop a few bucks in there. All of it goes to the Hero Initiative. Um, and also, I mean, obviously it's a not-for-profit uh, company, but um, there are only two full-time employees, so most of the money that gets donated does go to the people who actually need it, which is really awesome. And then again, let's say if a listener is not able to go to a convention, again, um, where can they donate? Again, just go on um, heroinitiative.org, and um, you can donate there anytime. Um, and if you have any questions, or if you want to get like your local comic store involved with it too, if you want us to send you a box or you know host an event or something, just go on the page, reach out to. Um, if you go under contact, you can reach out to kind of anyone in there about um, you know having something to help like raise money or having a box in your local comic book store any last words about um this worthy cause <laughs> well i think what it does more than anything is that it, it really shows like the camaraderie of the comic book industry um we are all in this struggle together and um you know there's like there's a lot of love and a lot of help out there so don't be afraid to ask for it megan thank you very much for your time thank you so guys, you know, if you guys get a chance, you know, um, donate to the Hero Initiative. Go to their website, theheroinitiative.org. Until next time, guys. Aloha. Aloha, guys. This is Jason from Hawaii. We are literally closing down Amazing Comic Con. Again, my special guest, Koi Jandro. Yeah, Jandro, you got it right. I'll still, I'll still every year. I'll be back until we get it right with right. instinct. Yes, so we're going to... You know, you got to keep telling Jimmy J, you know, this guy named Jason, keeps screwing up my last name. Gotta He's got to yeah. correct him. Yes. It's just, yes. frankly, it's a vengeance now. Yes. All right. So, Coy, can you just tell our listeners, um, you are the you are the co-host for uh, Collider Heroes. Uh, I host comic book shopping. You can find me on Nerdist, Screen Junkies, Collider, everywhere on the internet about comic books. And I got my own channel now. I just started called Coycast. Oh, that's pretty cool. Right. So what do you do on KoiCast? So KoiCast is launching literally next week, so you guys are hearing about it first. Uh, and it's going to be an hour-long podcast, kind of like Giant Size Heroes. But I'm also going to talk about MMA. I'm going to talk about other movies besides comic movies. Talk about books I'm reading. Talk about fitness. Basically, it's all the stuff I'm into beyond comics and comics. 
All right, so now since we're going to talk about movies, um, besides the superhero movies, what movies would you recommend to our listeners to check out in 2020? Uh, so Capone I'm really excited for. It is uh, Al Capone as played by Tom Hardy. Uh, it's directed by Josh Trank. It's Josh Trank's big comeback movie. I think it's going to be fantastic. Tenant, which is Chris Nolan's new film, which I think is going to blow a lot of minds. And Boss Level, uh, which is a movie I was lucky enough to see early. Uh, I can't tell you a lot about it, but I can tell you it has Frank Grillo in it. It's directed by Joe Carnahan. The cast is insane. There's a bunch of cameos you won't expect, and it's a really fun action movie. It's like a, a 90s action movie, which is my world. And uh, Frank Grillo is a fantastic human. And then I checked your Twitter feed. You took a picture with Frank Grillo. How was he? Oh, yeah. So uh, Frank and I had a great conversation about martial arts, and we talked about uh, the world of cinema, and, like, he's getting into producing, and uh, he and I actually... I can tell you guys, uh, he and I actually have some plans to film something very, very soon that you might hear about within the next two weeks, actually. So Frank Grillo and I are working on something together. That's pretty cool. I, I just think it's so awesome that you you're able to meet and talk to Frank Grillo. Frank's great, man. Uh, we have uh, like some mutual acquaintances, and uh, he is, I don't know, man, Like he's a very, I, I love his perseverance, I love his worldview, so I feel like when you see eye to eye with someone like that, it, when you meet them, you're like, good, this is exactly what I hoped you'd be like. Mm-hmm. And uh, Frank's definitely that. I've always liked his work ethic. I've always respected, he's in my favorite sports movie of all time, which is Warrior, uh, which I think is better than Rocky, and I know that's sacrilege, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to own it. And uh, so Frank and I got along great, and we got some, we got some schemes. He's fantastic. That's pretty cool. We're going to keep moving on because literally we're like minutes away from the closing the of the con. are crumbling around us as yes. everything falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> now also too, I remember last year, so explain to some of our new listeners about your Spider-Man comic book collection. I want to hear about this. So I'm down to 34 issues. I think I was in the 40s last year, the high 40s. I'm down to 34 issues, and I have every single Spider-Man ever in print. Every run, every mini, every annual. I'm 34 away, uh, and they're all amazing Spider-Man now. I've got all sensational Peter Parker, uh, Web of. I've got full runs of every single Spidey title except Amazing, and I'm down to the last 34 issues. I'm almost done. So I'm going to ask, so we're talking like Amazing Spider-Man number yep. one? Uh, number one, so number one through 19, and then 121, 122, 135, and then like a couple in the 50s, and that's it, and I have everything. I have everything after 60, except three issues. I'm going to send you um, on our Twitter, over the Twitter account. Um, there's a comic book shop. I'm podcast friends with... Um, Eric and James at Kawabunga Comics okay. in Okanama, Wisconsin. I'll send you their tweet link. Cool. Just start, they're on Facebook and stuff. Just check them out. Keep Just, an eye out. Yeah. No, absolutely keep an eye out. And I like the hunt, man. I like I like the finding of the comics. So I, I came here Friday and I did, before I set up shop, I literally walked on and checked every comic shop here and it was great. Did you find anything? I found one I needed, but I didn't have $3,200. <laughs> it was it was literally a number four, and it was in great shape. It, it was worth $3,200. And I got to say, like, to shout out to Jimmy J. The people he gathers here at Amazing Comic Con are incredible. The fact that I can find any comics I need is a miracle, and they have so much good stuff, reasonably priced, and they have consistently impressed me every year. Silver Age, Golden Age, Modern Age, Trades, like, Amazing Comic Con's where it's at. Were you able to talk to any of the creators like Donny Case, Freddie Williams? Oh, yeah. Donny's a friend. Uh, yeah, I've known Donny for years. I've known Donny since uh, he was writing Thanos. Uh, so, yeah, Donny uh, and Megan came on my show as Bill and Ted. Uh, yeah, Donny's a homie, and uh, I talked to Fred. He uh, came on a panel of mine today. Um, Kincaid came on a panel of mine today. Um, let's see who else. Uh, hung out with uh, Mark Paul Gossler. Um, Jason David Frank and I just did an interview that's going to be really weird and drop soon. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been solid, man. And then um, I'm just going to touch bases. I'm sorry. I'm just kind of going off the cuff here. Um, 
last year you did a, a, a podcast, like an hour-long podcast with a friend of yours. Correct. Uh, I've done a bunch of podcasts oh, last okay. year. Like I, I think I did eighty podcasts last year, wow. like eighty guest spots, oh, okay. uh, and then all my weekly stuff. So yeah, I did. I did I've done. Okay. I, I mean, if you look on YouTube, there's over four hundred hours of me. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, Coy. I'm going to start wrapping this up. Do you have any last words for our fans? Uh, if you're a fan of Frank Grillo, keep an eye on comic book trapping. Okay. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. That might be dropping soon. All right, and then um, I, sorry, I I kind of got the questions backed up, but um. Or backwards. Um, how do you like Hawaii this time around? I even more than last time because it's always so welcoming. It's always so amazing. But every time I come, it feels more like home. Like it feels I'm more familiar to it. So I know the spots I want to go to. I have my own little little areas, and like the people are always great. So it's just me getting more and more comfy. Uh, it's a beautiful place, and the food. I feel like. People talk about Paris. People talk about Spain. People should be talking about Hawaii. The food in Hawaii is incredible. The people are amazing. The surfing is fantastic. Uh, Hawaii is perfect. That's right. my commercial for Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Corey, I'm going to put you on the spot. If you come back next year, can we do a follow-up interview? When I come back next year, we can do a follow-up interview. 100%. That's happening. Okay. All right. Corey, thank you for your time. Absolutely, man. Always a pleasure. I appreciate it. And your Twitter's great, man. If you guys don't follow this guy, I don't know how you found this, but you should follow him. <laughs> Thanks, Corey. Until next time, guys. Aloha. Aloha, guys. This is Jason from Hawaii. I'm here at the amazing Comic-Con Day 2. And I'm here with Larissa Page. She's returning back to Hawaii for her second amazing Comic-Con. Larissa, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. A um, little bit tired. I didn't expect yesterday to be busy. Um, I'm I'm just going to let our listeners know I'm just having some little health problems, but I'm going to let's continue on. We're going to make this a positive interview. So when did you fly in um, to Hawaii? I got in Thursday afternoon, a little afternoon, I think. <laughs> and did you do anything fun or um, exciting like before the con? No, I've actually just been re resting and relaxing and enjoying my time, honestly. It's been fun. It's been nice to not have to do anything, so I've just been hanging out. That's pretty cool because if I remember correctly, I know last year you literally flew in literally the night before. <laughs> yeah, we got in really because I had Des with me last year and we got in at like 10, 11 o'clock at night. So by the time we got in, we went to bed, but I got in and the sun was still out and I was able to go, you know, have some dinner, have some lunch and then go to bed. Um, let's see, I'm going to ask, I'm just going to be following up on some stuff from last year. Um, what conventions did you do last year? Well, last year I did uh, both Salt Lake... Fan X is the one in the spring and the one in the fall. I did Colorado Springs Comic Con. I did Rhode Island Comic Con. I did, or I went to New York Comic Con. I wasn't there as a guest, but we went to support some friends. And it was Des's birthday weekend. Um, I went to San Diego Comic Con for my birthday, and I do that every year. And I don't remember what else. Those are the ones that really stick out, so I'm really sorry for the other shows that I don't remember. <laughs> My bad. Can we do a shout-out to Dez? It's sad she's not here, right? Yeah, Dez is really sad she couldn't be here this time. The timing just didn't work out. She got a great promotion at work, so now she's in training, oh, and they wouldn't let her have the time off. So it's happy-sad all at the same time. 
Well, Des, we miss you over here in Hawaii. So if you guys come back next year, please come back next. Both of you guys come back next year. I really want to come back next year. I love this show so much. It actually wasn't my first show of the year. I did a show in Laredo, Texas a couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. But this is just a great way to start my year is to come to Hawaii and get, like, revitalized and then hit everything stateside. Mm-hmm. Now, if I remember correctly, I know last year one of the during the interview, one of the conventions um, that you were going to be attending, Paul Bentley, who plays the Vision, you were excited to meet him. What happened? So I think it, I think it was for the Spring Fan X because I'm pretty sure they announced him when I was here in Hawaii, and I was really excited. Mm-hmm. But he ended up having to cancel his appearance for Salt Lake, and I don't know if it was for filming One Division or if it was for filming something else. Yeah. But there was a filming conflict, so it's another kind of like happy sad incident mm-hmm. because yay for getting work but also like I really want to meet him because the mission is my favorite um let's see um has there been any announcements if he's going to be going to any of the conventions you're going to actually I should ask you what conventions are you going to this year um I will be at the amazing comic-con in Las Vegas for sure and other than that there's some deals getting finalized so I'm not 100% sure where else I'll be this year but I will at least be at Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con in June. Wow and I'm gonna I'm just asking if Paul Bentley is at one of the shows that you're trying to work out deals with are you going to make an effort to see him? I would love to make an effort to see him but it also depends on how busy I am and if I can break away and what times this stuff is at because if it's they usually have the bigger name panels during the peak hours, so that way everybody's there. But if it's a peak hour for me at my table, it's hard to break away because I want to meet, talk to everybody. So uh-huh. we'll see. Um, do you have any um, big projects like um, what any costume cosplays you're trying to work on this year? Not yet. I think. Because Des is actually coming to San Diego Comic-Con with me for the first time this year. And so we're throwing around ideas of what we want to do. Because we want to dress up and, like, we want to do duo cosplay since we'll both be there. And it's more fun that way. Um, We are going to the Motley Crue Def Leppard Poison concert. And so we're going to dress up like Tommy Uh Lee and Nikki Six. That... So we're going to go see them in San Diego, yes. and it's like the first night of the convention. Uh-huh. So we're going to be dressed like Tommy Lee and Nikki Six on Thursday. But other than that, we're like, maybe we'll do this, or maybe we'll do this. We have no plans yet, but we have a lot of ideas. That's pretty awesome. Um, for just to, for some of our listeners who's never been to San Diego, I've never been to San Diego. Can you explain the um, experience at San Diego Comic-Con? It's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I've done it six or seven years in a row now, but if you like being back-to-back with a ton of people and having no personal space, having people step on your feet, and there's nowhere to go, and it's really hot and it's really sweaty, then that's the convention for you. A lot of people go and they camp out for Hall H where they do all the big announcements and trailers, but anymore when they do those, they release them online at the same time. So if you want to sleep out for Hall H, good for you. I did it once and I actually got pneumonia. (laughs) I got really sick, so I haven't done it since, but there's people that just do it for the big movie premiere or the big movie trailers and all the cast and all the celebrities, and I go because I like the collectibles part of it. Yes. And then also because, of course, I like the cosplay part of it. So I like wandering the vendor floor, which is massive. And Uh 
it's four days long and there's stuff on the last day that I didn't even see on the first day. So it's an, almost a new experience every day. Mm -hmm. That's pretty awesome. And Larissa, forgive me because I know I told you our plans for the um, interview. I forgot to ask, um, can you just you know, let, let our new listeners know, you know, how long have you been cosplaying? And what's the fun and exciting thing about um, doing cosplay? So I've been cosplaying for six years now, and then professionally I'm on my fourth year. And the fun part of it for me is making the costumes. I like the creative part of it. There's a lot of people that they like the finished product when they put everything on and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm this character. I like the planning and executing phases because it really tests my skills as an artist, so to say. And then when I get to wear it and share with everybody else, that's just like, that's the fun part. Mm -hmm. That's the everything's done, let's celebrate part. But I like the hard work that goes into it. Um, I'm going to start wrapping this up because I know it's getting a little busy right now. Um, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Larissa Page Cosplay. And then my Twitter is Larissa P Cosplay. And then I also have both a Patreon and an OnlyFans and they're both Larissa Page Cosplay. Um, Larissa, any last words to our listeners? Everybody have fun, be safe, and make good choices. <laughs> Larissa, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. I always love doing the interviews every year. Thank you. And then again, if you and Des come back next year, can we do an another follow-up interview? Yes, because hopefully things will have happened between now and then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Larissa. Thank you very much. Until next time, guys. Aloha. I had an awesome time at the 2020 Amazing Comic Con Aloha. I want to thank Jimmy J and his staff for putting on a great convention. I also want to thank um, the following people um, who did interviews with me at, um, at this convention. You know, I want to thank Beth Sotelo and her husband, Joel Gomez. I want to thank Freddie Williams II, um, David Nakayama, Larissa Page, Frank Mashamaro of Aspen Comics, Koi Jantro of Collider, um, Megan Hutchinson. Um, her, you know, her interview was great. You know, she was spreading the word about the Hero Initiative. And please, guys, you know, please donate to the Hero Initiative by going to the um, website heroinitiative.org. I also want to give a big shout out thanks to Donnie Cates, Sam Della Rosa, Ryan Kincaid, Julius, my good friend Julius from Westside Comics and Games. Kara Nicole, AZ Power Girl. Um, also, too, I want to give a big thanks to Marika Andolfo and also local artist Andrew Gutierrez. Now, this is the part of the podcast where, you know, I'm going to give out a lot of mahalos, a lot of thank yous, you know, for putting you know, this podcast together. So if you guys want to fast forward, you guys can. But for me, this part is important to me because, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, help put this podcast together. First off, I want to thank God for letting me meet and interview all these wonderful creators and, and talking to um, my convention friends. Like I said, I did follow-up interviews with David Nakayama, Larissa Page, Frank Mastromaro, um, Koi um, Jantro. You know, thank you very much. Um, I also want to thank my wife, Dawn, um, who supports my crazy expensive hobby, you know, that I love so much. So, Dawn, thank you very much. Um, I want to give a big shout-out to Ben Gilbert, of amazing and also paul christensen of um pals um public relations um for helping me get a media pass for this convention thank you very much guys um 
Right now, I'm going through some health problems, and I know it'll get better, but I want to give a big shout-out to my managers, Cheryl, Diane, and Nancy, for all their support during this time. And I also want to give a big shout-out to Dragon's Lairs and Westside Comics and Games for letting me use their booth for a place of, to rest you know, during the convention. So thank you very much, guys. I also want to thank Drew um, from Comics for Fun and Profit and John Mayo, the Comic Book Page podcast, for letting me contribute to their podcast. If you guys are a new listener to the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast, please check out their weekly episodes that comes out every Saturday. My Ohioan brothers, Drew and Kyle, do spec picks of new releases that comes out every Wednesday. And also, if you are a new listener to the Comic Book Page podcast, please check out the weekly comic spotlight every Monday. John and James um, do review of comics, one from DC, one from Marvel, and at least one other. And again, you know, I just want to give a big shout out to John and Drew. Thank you very much, guys, again, for contributing, you know, uh, for letting me contribute to your guys' podcast. And trust me, you know, they do all the heavy lifting. They they stitch the episode together. They clean up the sound and so forth. So Drew and John, thank you very much. And lastly, I want to thank you, the listeners, for listening to this episode. Until next time, guys, aloha.